0: do i get to
1: cuss on this no well i'll have to edit it if you do
0: are you serious (laughs) (laughs) welcome to turning cartwheels the podcast where we have fun at work and work hard at fun Here's your host, Jesse Kiefer.
1: Hey everybody, you're listening to episode number three of Turning Cartwheels. And today's episode is brought to you by the Grawlix Podcast. Now the Grawlix Podcast is a podcast that's focused on comic books and geek culture, but the content is audience driven. Every month, the dynamic trio of hosts reads a comic that is chosen by the listeners on their poll list whole, which you can find at their website. Now, the show is a clean language show. That doesn't mean we aren't discussing some adult issues, but it is clean language. And if you haven't guessed it by now, I am one of the hosts, so I can vouch for it. If you're interested, head on over to growlixpodcast.com, or you can search for the show on iTunes or Stitcher just by typing in Podcast all right welcome back this episode is the first of the new year as i record this in january so today's show is going to focus on how we can maybe inject a little bit more fun into this new year as we talk with licensed desire map facilitator and jane of all trades holly Kiefer. fun isn't always just going to happen for us because first we need to know what it is that makes us happy and that is exactly the kind of thing that Holly can help us with. So without further ado, on with the show. All right. I'd like to welcome to the Turning Cart Wheels podcast, a Desire Map facilitator, a yoga instructor, a massage therapist, and all around joyologist, Holly Kiefer. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So how are you? I'm good. Did I miss anything?
0: Uh, there's something that you missed.
1: Did I? Yeah. Which one?
0: the part that i'm your wife
1: oh good one
0: (laughs) probably should let folks know that
1: yeah okay so there's that yeah yeah i don't know how to bounce back from that (laughs) okay so that's a lot that's quite a list of things Mm -hmm. um where did you start what kinds of jobs did you do before you became the self-employed dynamo that you are
0: Self-employed dynamo. I've done all kinds of things. I worked in food (laughs) as a teenager, you know, worked at Runza and Zesto's and things like that. Um, I worked at Encore through college. That was- What is Encore? Encore is, uh, working with folks with developmental disabilities. And my gig was in helping people in their day-to-day life. So, like, working in their homes with them, helping them just learn how to function. And not even learn how to function. That's not even the right way to put it. Learn um, just day-to-day processes, like how to live a quote-unquote normal life. Did that for a few years through college. And then I worked at uh, loose Sporting Goods doing screen printing. Did that for five years. And then after that, uh went to school for massage therapy. And was exclusively a massage therapist for about five years. Seeing a pattern. Uh, five, six years then went to yoga teacher training
1: when you you were also a barista in there somewhere. oh yeah, yeah yeah during
0: while I was in um, when I was in massage school uh, I was a barista and when I first was getting started as a massage therapist right. also working in a local coffee house so yeah
1: so what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to face either during that whole process or even now
0: life in general can be really challenging <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's keeping your head up, especially when you're starting your own business, um, keeping your head up and kind of slogging through even when things aren't always the, uh, the funnest or the bestest or the easiest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a matter of, you know, just, sometimes it's just slapping a smile on your face and
1: getting through it. So, uh, one of the main reasons that we wanted to do this interview now is because, uh, it's January, mm-hmm. you know, New Year's Eve is coming and gone. People are making resolutions that they've already broken. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the Desire Map is something that you've been doing. And it's a, a really good program that might help people that are trying to create resolutions. The Desire Map is not really like a goal-setting thing per se, but it fits with goal-setting programs.
0: It is, uh... It is about goal setting, but in kind of a more intuitive way, mm-hmm. because resolutions suck. <laughs> right. Resolutions suck. Uh, we don't do them, except for people who do. I mean, kudos to you who do resolutions. But, um, for a lot of us, it's like the idea is really, really awesome, but the actual doing isn't fun. So we don't do it. So when you do the, when you work with a process like the desire map, it's more about getting underneath. Your goals, like getting, like digging down and figuring out why it is that you want to accomplish that goal, what you're hoping to get out of it, and truly how you're hoping to feel. Uh, That truly is the the basis for the desire map. Is how figuring out how you want to feel and creating direction around that. So using how you want to feel as a guidepost for where. You're going with your life. <laughs> the Desire Map is a process uh, designed by a woman named Danielle Laporte who uh, was doing her New Year's resolutions and realized that they were sucking on her soul. They weren't making her feel good. They were, like, draining her. And that seemed kind of against what goals and resolutions are supposed to do. And right. so she created this process of discovering how it is that you want to feel and then creating goals based on that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So walk us through it a little bit. I mean, obviously, you're not going to give us a full workshop for free on this podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, when you're getting to the root of something like that, like, what do I want? What does that process look and sound like?
0: Well, that process looks like it's a lot of writing or a lot of, like, sitting with. Asking yourself some really, I don't want to say difficult, but really intuitive questions, like really questions you might not be used to answering. So, like, if someone to ask, how are you doing today? Uh, fine. Good. Right. You know, yes, that and,
1: would be, yes and no. Uh-huh. Quick one-word answer. You just assume
0: that people don't actually want to know. Whereas, like when we work with a desire map we ask in terms of how do you want to feel today how are you feeling today and genuinely wanting to know the answer to that question hmm. like if i ever ask you how you're feeling i really want to know i'm not i'm not paying you lip service hey how you doing i actually want to know how are you doing it isn't a, a small talk <laughs> type right. of thing so it's about getting to the heart of the matter really whereas you know sometimes you'll set a goal that's like oh, i want to lose 20 pounds right well why
1: right well we're in (laughs) such a society where we hear all the time about how goals have to be measurable Uh they have to be attainable they Uh have to be there's like the three things that a goal has to be Uh is that false
0: not necessarily because this is a different way of looking at it this was this was just recently described to me this way, and I think it really does measure it well, uh, or describe it well, is that um, when you work with how you want to feel and creating your intention around that, it's a little bit more intuitive. It's a little bit more on the feminine side of things, which everybody's got masculine and feminine in them men are men have elements of femininity women have elements of masculinity and without getting into a lot of like gender roles and things like that but we've all got this polarity in us whereas the intuitive side is a little bit more feminine so we're we're getting underneath and getting to the why and how and whereas the actual doing the creation and setting of goals that's the more masculine energy that's like, that's more of the doer, the getter, the creator, mm. or not necessarily creator, but the, the side of it where it's more um, active. Right. And whereas the getting underneath it is a little bit more the creative side, I think.
1: Okay. But. So we're, you're kind of giving yourself a reason to activate the doer.
0: And making sure it's the right reason, the right reason for you. Right. Whereas, uh, so say you want to, and I use the losing weight one because it seems like that's, that's so many of us are there are wanting to change our bodies. And so you want to, you want to kind of get underneath that. Like, well, well, why, how, how do you think that's going to make you feel? If you lose 20 pounds and so you kind of, you look at that and if the process of doing that isn't going to work for you, if it doesn't feel like it's, if the, if the, you're not going to enjoy the hard work, mm-hmm. then it, it could be an opportunity to reconsider. Do I want, really want to give this my energy?
1: Mm-hmm. If it's
0: just going to make me sad in the long run, <laughs> you right. know? Uh, so it's kind of looking at the process like that.
1: Okay. So we kind of talked about what the desire map is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were, if you're trying to market this to somebody and and you're looking for the right person, like you're you're trying to pull people in, mm-hmm. what isn't the desire map? What what's a misconception that people have that m- they might have about the desire map, but they don't know what this is?
0: That it's automatically about sex.
1: What? <laughs> really?
0: People hear the word desire and they're like, what? Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, people hear that, and I, I've got a lot of, like, sidelong glances, like, what you doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> ah. was like, no, no, it's not. It sure can be, but it doesn't have to be. It's about your desires, and the, there's a wide realm of that. And which also leads into another potential misunderstanding uh, among Buddhists, is that they... Oh, sure. Because desire... Desire is the root of all suffering. And Danielle had a really wonderful post that she wrote about this, that it's more about, and because she had spoken with a, a llama, uh, one of the llamas on this, and this llama had said to her, like, not like the llamas, but the...
1: Yes. The Lamas, <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he had said something along the lines of, want what you want with all of your heart, but don't be attached to getting it. Mm-hmm. It's the attachment that's the sticky wicket, being attached to having all these things and doing these things, whereas wanting it is distinctly and perfectly human. It's the it's
1: like wanting to have chocolate every day is fine actually eating chocolate every day.
0: Well even in the that's wrong not necessarily quality. a bad thing. It's it's being attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to have your chocolate or, or you can't there's function. gonna be a problem.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, so coffee, huh?
0: <laughs> right. But I mean that that's also physical body stuff. But it really is it's the the attachment that, that's the tricky part with things. And I think that's where desire sometimes gets a bad rap. Okay. Because our wants are our wants. And even, you know, Even people who are highly spiritual still have things that they want. Because ultimately, we just want to feel good. That's our primary motivation for anything that we do. Yeah, this kind of taps into that, figuring out what it is that helps you to feel good and doing more of that. Is um,
1: Is there a constant? Is this like making a resolution where you see a lot of the same things pop up from people like, you know, losing 20 pounds? Is a common New Year's resolution. Right. Do you see some commonality with people's core desired feelings? Which I suppose you should explain what that is first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So your core desired feelings are, are the, the words that describe how you want to feel. And they're like the compass points. They're the directions that you want to go. It's not every possible direction you could go. It's just. The ones you really, really like. And the ones that mm-hmm. move you. So for me, my core desired feelings, and I've done this process for about three years, so they've changed. Mm-hmm. I do it about every six months. Get myself through the process and see what has changed. And so for me, my core desired feelings are cosmic, ease, wild-hearted, limber-fierce, and beloved. And so with that, and each one of those words probably may mean something different for me than it does for anyone else. But they describe how I want to feel perfectly. So you will see the main one that it all boils down to is joy. Hmm. All of these feelings, all these words, eventually it all boils down to joy, true self, you know? So you'll see that a lot because that's kind of what we're all getting at. (laughs) But we do see a lot of words like ease. Oh. And that's one that only has recently come up for me, like in the past year or so, that I've actually let it happen. I had a real love-hate relationship with the idea of ease because I thought I was lazy. Oh. And yeah, sometimes you're lazy. <laughs> right. But it was a craving for this feeling of ease, of gentleness. But the beauty of this process is that while you'll see some things like thematically, we all have different words for it.
1: Right. Um, so this would be a good time for me to ask, because I'm sure some of my listeners might be wondering about Limber Fierce.
0: Limber Fierce. Yeah, that one's new. I've had Limber and I've had Fierce. And it was a realization that they kind of go together mm-hmm. for me because, you know, ferocity is arr, like, go get it. Like, get you. Not necessarily like an aggressive attack mode, but it's like, get after it.
1: Like a determination. Go get you
0: some. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that can that applies out into life into like about a million things because I'm not I have that tendency to go after things with all of my heart. But I don't have that tendency in a lot of ways. Like I'm not a really physical person. And I want to feel that way. I want to feel strong and fierce and have that experience. But I also want to be able to be flexible, Mm -hmm. but not just flexible in my body. You know, all yogis want to be flexible in their bodies. But to be able to be flexible in my mind, to be able to go after things, but to be able to course correct. That's limber fierce for me. It's this ability to be strong and to be assertive, but at the same time to not have to be rigid, aggressive, and unable to change. You've got to be able to lim- be limber in your joints and in your mind.
1: So your core desired feelings can be this... And that you can create your own words, like your own compound word here. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I'm a word compounder. I love putting words together that don't belong together. It's one of my favorite things to do.
1: Okay. And so, so for your people who are a little more linear, they may not...
0: They don't, yeah. And for people who are more linear, don't do that. Right. There's no rule that says that you have to do it exactly like anyone else. It's a highly individualized process because I've seen some desired feelings where I'm like, what does that even mean? That's beautiful. I have no clue what they're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's great because it matters to them. I say my core desired feelings out loud, but you never have to tell anyone that you even have them. I do it because I'm sharing it with as many people as I can, but it's so deeply personal.
1: The, the turning cartwheels podcast is a lot about fun. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how is this process? Is this, would you, would you describe the process of finding your core desired feelings as fun?
0: Yeah, I would. I think it sometimes it can be like, it takes a lot of soul fuel. hmm it can be, it can be tough. The other night, I had just gotten through the process. I got downstairs. You just looked at me like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm tired, but I feel good, <laughs> but I'm tired. So it's kind of like, uh, for people who, who enjoy a workout, it's like a good workout. How you feel afterwards. Oh, for sure. me, it's like how I feel after I've been swimming. Hmm. Like that, that, like that, just absolutely completely exhausted, but so incredibly happy that's how i feel about when i do it. and some people are super energized by it. they're like running around like wee! like i'm doing my thing. and some people are like like completely like tapped out. i've never seen anyone get through the process and not be beaming.
1: speaking of the people that you serve or Coach, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the correct term would be. I don't, Me neither. <laughs> facilitate. Teach. Like? teach. Okay. I like
0: the word teach. Right um,
1: now. How does it work? Do you do mostly groups? Do you do mostly one on ones? Do you do. How does that work?
0: Uh, it just kind of depends. I do. I have a workshop coming up in Omaha later this month. That will be a group workshop at Omaha Yoga and Bodywork Center in Benson, and that will be facilitating a small group working together, like a retreat style weekend. Mm. Uh, I've also I'm available to do like if a group of friends wants to get together and do it together to, to facilitate that kind of a retreat, which is right. really awesome because if you're the kind of person that likes to do this in community, it's really awesome to do it in community, mm. like find like minded people. Some people are really really enriched by that, and you have some people who no. <laughs> I'm not talking about my feelings with a group of people. Are you kidding me? And so with for and then you have people who are in between. You know, it's not necessarily one or the other. Uh, Because for myself personally, I love the group experience as a learner, but I also love the one-on-one experience as a learner. So I do both. And I do I do Skype sessions as well. So we could do, like, a video chat or something like that or a phone chat and go through the process. We can And you can do it in a day. Or sometimes with the the teaching process, it's better to do it, like, over a few weeks right. to get through it. Because that, that gives you time to sleep on it, too. Because right. it, it really is, like, sometimes sleeping on it is best thing ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had students where they... Think that they really have their core desired feelings mapped out, and then they come back the next day and they're like, "Oh, I got a better one."
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that myself. Been like, "This is no, that is not the word I thought it was." <laughs> <laughs> I've had folks who are like, "Yeah, this is it," and then sometimes you get like shiny object syndrome. You see someone mm-hmm. else, and you be like, "Oh, I want that one." <laughs> so sometimes you have to be like, "Okay, do I really want that one?" Or is it shiny object syndrome? Yeah, it's, and it's okay. To, the thing, That's the greatest thing, too. It's okay to change your mind. Right. You know, I've I've been at these five for a few days now, and I've had as many as five and as few as three. For me, I like the fact that I can change my mind.
1: So let's talk about longevity, um, because, you know, the big problem with resolutions is uh-huh. that we don't keep mm-hmm. them. We, we get really excited about them. We start them. We, ha- we think we have the drive to follow through, and then... You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes it's uh, a month, you know, maybe, maybe you make it through the first quarter and then there's a rare person that actually follows through and makes it part of, makes it a habit, lets it get to that stage. Um, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you help? What are some tips to keep this process as something that you continually do? Because I know you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, after, after you have a workshop with folks, how, how can they be successful in keeping it continual?
0: Mm-hmm. I like, well for me, I like my planners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a planner that's designed to work with the desire map, or it doesn't even have to, you don't have to go through the process to, uh, to use a desire map planner. But writing it down every day for me has mm. been really useful, saying the words out loud. I have sticky notes. Mm -hmm. Stuck all over with (laughs) the words on it and my intentions that come out of, uh, because I do have intentions that are set based on how I want to feel. Accountability is really useful. Like if you know someone or even like with me, if you're working with me as a teacher or a coach, you know, continuing to meet and talk about your stuff you know <laughs> yeah it's important to have someone to talk to so having someone who who's familiar with or is curious about the process doesn't even have to be someone who's done it like me talking about it with anyone keeps me keeps me grounded but in terms of like creating change in your life that sticks there is a practice even of just when you start to notice slipping into old habits just you know or you're feeling uncomfortable, just saying to yourself, I'm changing. And that's, I'm trying to remember where I heard that. If that was Marie Forleo, one of her guests, or if it was a Tim Ferriss guest, I'm not sure. But just being able to say to yourself, I'm I'm changing and being aware of it. Oh, that was, that was uh, uh, the biology of change. It's Todd Herman. There's a Marie Forleo uh, interview with him talking about the biology of change, where when you're changing, you're actually, your body is vibrating at a different frequency. And that isn't wooey crap that's what's actually happening. Your body has to change its shape in order to uptake the the different mix of neurotransmitters. I
1: was going to say it's, that sounds reasonable because that's how our brain works. Mm -hmm. Every time we learn something, our brain has changed.
0: Yeah. So when you, when you're changing, you have to, uh, your cells have to be able to take in different neurotransmitters. So they have to change their shape. Those cells have to change their shape so that you can have a new uptake. And, at first, that's, you know, that, so say you've been going to the gym and it got really hard.
1: <laughs> you're yeah. not going anymore. Yeah.
0: That, that resistance, that's a good thing. Cause that means you're changing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your body is, you want to celebrate that because your body is almost there.
1: Right. You're
0: almost there. And so. It's like a puzzle
1: piece that almost fits. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Just you just, you just work a little harder. Rattle, <laughs> you gotta rattle around for a little bit longer until you can make it stick. So you've got to get over that little hump. If you can celebrate it. If you can be there and be like, oh man, I'm changing. Mm -hmm. This is good. Then you can, you can get over that hump. And it's, it's a perspective shift that's required because it doesn't feel good. God, when you're making those changes, when you're like changing the way you eat or changing, like getting up earlier in the morning or starting to meditate, you know, we, we start, we start meditation practices and we quit, uh, as Pema Chodron says, right when things start to get interesting, Uh she says, interesting. I say hard. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but you know, she's, she's saying, you have to see it as interesting because the benefits are going to start coming now. You're going to start seeing that happening. So, but you just have to get through the <laughs> part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've been doing, you, you said that you've been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. three years, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some of the rewards? What is it that keeps you coming back every year?
0: I know what you're saying, uh, but it isn't something that keeps me coming back every year. It's something that I do all the time.
1: Okay, yeah. Like a uh, diet isn't really a thing that you right. just do for a little while. Right.
0: This is, this is every day. This is, this is my whole life. What has been interesting in my life is that the, the big changes in my adult life, the big things have come to me right when I felt the most lost hmm. and hopeless. Massage school felt like coming home. The first school that I looked at, I walked in that building and I was like, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to go here. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I, I want to be here. Right. Like this place makes me happy. And that, that did, it felt like coming home, like, like learning all the things I learned in massage school. It's like, Oh, there are other people like me <laughs>
1: Right.
0: <laughs> because the gig that I was working at was, I mean, I had a lot in common with those people, but I had a lot in, not in common with the, with them as well. Then when yoga teacher training became an opportunity, massaging was still going well, but it still felt like there was something missing. I felt a little lost, and I was hitting into some hardship in my in my life. And so going and meeting with them in the first class that I took at OYBC was like, oh, <laughs> again, this place felt like home. And I met a group of people that I still spend time with, and I still love with all my heart. And honestly, when it came time to do the Desire Map, I don't remember how I found it. I have no idea how I found Danielle Laporte. Uh, But I do know that she said she was doing a uh, pay what you want in honor of her birthday. And so I bought the book uh, online and it just, it really did feel right. It it was one of those things. Is this
1: the desire map book or was this just the
0: desire map book? Okay. When I start to feel lost, it's like I do. I have that, that compass to go back to now. I don't feel as attached to goals as I used to. I still will get stuck. On stuff, you know, I'm a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we get stuck on stuff. Sure. Uh, but I am more willing to abandon something now, <laughs> which doesn't necessarily sound good, but if something isn't working and it's clear that it's not working, I am better at not getting so stuck in it and being like, I have to do this. I should do this. I should be able to do this. I'm better at realizing, okay, something here has to change. And even if it's not, even even if I'm not abandoning necessarily the thing that I'm doing, I'm abandoning how I'm doing it and giving it a different try. So I got a little bit more clarity. I got my butt into therapy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which some people wouldn't necessarily think that's a benefit. But I, I, I got, uh, I got talking to a therapist, which is something that's definitely benefited my life. I'm more plain, I think, with people than I've ever been. And I'm more able to be me if that Mm. makes sense like i'm more real with people than i've ever been and sure sometimes things get a little sugarcoated because you don't want to annihilate someone with your personality but i'm better at letting myself be me in scenarios where that isn't always easy
1: well yeah (laughs) going with the flow would be a little easier yeah 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 so let's connect the dots a little bit. Um des- desire mapping and the Turning Cart Wheels podcast being all about fun. How do we how do we make um how do we use the desire map to have more fun?
0: Feeling good is the reason we do anything. If you're having fun, you're probably feeling pretty good.
1: Right. So then <laughs> does that become like a signpost that says you're going the right way?
0: I think so. It's important to stay grounded though, because I know there are people who, like, when they hear me say something like feeling good is the primary intention, that it's, um... Hedonistic. Yes, yes. <laughs> or, or self-centered, or selfish, or childish, or any of those things. It's more about loving the hard work. I mean, it doesn't all have to be hard work. But if it's hard, wouldn't it be great if it was also fun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I wanted, you know... Um, like some of my things for being physically active were like doing 5Ks. So I did, the, I did the color run. Because getting hit in the face with colorful dust sounded like fun to me. Right. Um, and I had to train for that. So I had to go and, and I walked most of it. Because honestly, ow. Uh, and then uh, a couple years ago I did uh, Warrior Dash. Uh, which is a little bit more fierce. Rawr, but it was so much fun. I was so sore after that. Oh my gosh, I was sore and I was sunburned and I was banged up. I had bruises all over. I had a scratch knee. I've still got a scar. It's the best time ever, though. So it, it really is. It's, it's about doing the things that are going to light you up. Does it set you on fire? Good. Do that. So yeah, it's definitely about having fun, but not necessarily don't hurt anyone in the process.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have your fun, but for God's sakes, don't hurt people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Golden rule.
1: What uh, what other things do you do for fun? That we maybe haven't already talked about.
0: There are little things like I read, I try to garden. I usually grow more of a jungle. I brew. We brew at home. I make kombucha. I make beer and wine. I drink beer and wine. No, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm really huge fan of spending time with my friends. I play with fur babies. I like to cook if I'm not exhausted. <laughs> I like of- to make popcorn if I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Netflix binges. Sitting outside with my face in the sun, putting my feet on the ground, even in the snow. 30-second dance parties. I have a dog that also happens to love 30-second dance parties.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have one dog that looks at you like you're a moron. I have the other one that, like, jumps down off the couch and is like, let's dance!
1: <laughs> okay, so the last big-picture question uh, that I like to ask is then, what is it that makes something fun?
0: Does it make you laugh? Does it make you feel like you, you're expanding? That's those two are the big ones. Like if you feel expansive in your body and some, some, sometimes we don't even know. (laughs) Mm. Like if I feel like, like if I check in and be like, this makes me feel bigger. Yeah. That's a good sign. Uh, That's fun. If it's something that writing it on my to-do list makes me smile, then it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Laughter. I think is the biggest one. Mm. If it, if it makes me laugh or smile or it makes you laugh or smile Make someone else laugh or smile. Sometimes that's it too. Like make, you know, making our dread lip faces that we make.
1: <laughs> okay. You're going to have to describe that because. Okay.
0: A dread lip face. I don't even know how to describe it. So what it is is you make like this scowling face. You wrinkle up your nose. You turn your, the corners of your lips down and it looks like you're scowling or frowning at someone and you hold that for as long as you can without breaking.
1: And then the dread lip. Uh, the dread- <laughs> She's doing it right now. Uh, Judge Dredd is a comic book character, and he always has this, like, lip upturned, so he's making it really scowly, almost like Sam Eagle from The Muppets.
0: Yes! That- yes! That's, that's it exactly! Yeah. That's it exactly.
1: So, getting as close to a Sam Eagle face as possible.
0: And the best part about doing this is that if you can make someone else smile while you're doing it, or laugh, because that's part of the contest, too, It's like, you hold it, You hold it as long as you possibly can without smiling or breaking contact. Yeah. That's to me, if there is laughter or smiling or joy, just any, any blissful uh, expression coming from it, that's a good sign you're having fun.
1: Yeah. Do you think that creates a cycle where other people start having fun because they see you having fun?
0: Absolutely. Joy is infectious.
1: Okay. So um, what are some things that you're really enjoying that you think other people would enjoy?
0: Things that I enjoy that I think other people
1: would. Yeah, give us a list of things that people should either do. read or see or experience or do or eat.
0: Pizza. <laughs> Everybody should eat some sort of pizza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme of the year now. What? Why? Everyone should eat some more pizza. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my core desired feeling for the day. <laughs> pizza. Pizza.
0: <laughs> the thing about pizza is is that. No matter what your food rule is, you can figure out a way to make it pizza. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, because they're gluten-free pizzas. There's even pizzas that don't have flowers. You can use uh, cauliflower to make pizza crust. There's so many different ways that you can you can make meatless or cover it in meat. There can be cheeseless pizzas. There can be fake cheese pizzas. There, it, it really is the perfect food.
1: Hmm. That's some pizza determination there. Okay, so how can people find you? What are you up to? Tell us the things.
0: All the things. You can come visit me on social media. Uh, I tend to play the most on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash or forward slash backslash. Which forward. slash? Forward slash. Dang it. Finding Serenity. Uh, or Twitter. Uh, I do a little bit on Twitter, not as much. Uh, Instagram.
1: I'm not an Instagram.
0: <laughs> uh, Holly Groz Kiefer uh, is my Instagram handle. And Pinterest and on Pinterest uh, my handle is find your Y-E-R serenity because it's about finding your serenity not what anyone else would call serenity it's about what works for you yeah you can go to my website check out my stuff I've got a blog
1: and Uh, I'll put all this in the show notes so uh there'll be links Uh, what are some things that are coming up that people can look forward to and should sign up for
0: yeah well um, I'm putting out some teaching programs uh, this year if you want to work on uh creating a change in your life, finding some direction, um, and you're not really sure where to start, that's where the Desire Map really comes into play. Uh, so I'm putting some one-on-one uh, teaching programs together. At the end of January, it's the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, uh, I will be teaching a workshop in Omaha at Omaha Yoga and Body Works Center. It'll be the Desire Map, creating your joyful life with the Desire Map. And we're going to get together, eat some good food, burn some good soul fuel and figure it out how it is exactly that we want to feel.
1: Awesome. How about the folks on the internet that can't come to the local workshop? How, how, what's the best way for them to contact you at, about, Hey, I want to do this thing.
0: Uh, sign up for my newsletter. That's one way to kind of get a taste for what I do. When you do that, you get a guided meditation and a little ebook just for signing up. And then you can, yeah, shoot me an email and ask about that because these teaching programs I'm going to be putting together are internet based. So we'd be doing like Skype sessions or Google hangout in order to talk about what you need in your life and how to find a little bit more joy in your life in the little and in the big ways.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you much. Thanks again to my wife for agreeing to come on to this fledgling show and for dropping some of her truth bombs all over the place. Speaking of truth bombs, Holly posts regularly scheduled truth bombs on all of her social media and so you can connect easily by visiting her website finding hyphen serenity.com or you can go to cartwheelspodcast.com for the show notes where I'm going to have all of her social media contact info so that's readily available for you. Uh, I definitely encourage you to contact her about the desire map and not just because she's my wife either. Remember if having fun is all about doing the things you enjoy first you need to know what that is and that's a huge part of the desire map figuring out how you want to feel. Remember, this podcast is still in the midst of our soft launch through the website with a full iTunes launch, which is set to happen in the next month or so. Go on over to cartwheelspodcast.com forward slash subscribe, and you can follow the step-by-step directions to subscribe so you don't have to wait. Now, if you are joining us after the iTunes launch, we would really love your support. The easiest way that you can support the show costs you absolutely nothing. All you need to do is just leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you can do that, it really does help us to get into the earbuds or earphones or speakers of even more great listeners just like you. The other way that you can help the show is to call in or send us an email with your unique stories. How do you have fun? What fun thing do you do that you have to kind of work hard at to improve your skills? You can shoot me an email at cartwheelspodcast at gmail.com. If you do, I'm going to read and respond to those on the show. Or if you want to add your voice to the show, you can use that same email to shoot me an MP3 clip, or you can call into our Google voicemail line at Area code 402-512-1868. And you can leave me a voice message. Please just keep it clean and try to keep it under or around two minutes long. Either way, I am super excited to hear from you. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Turning Cartwheels podcast. I've been your host, Jesse Kiefer. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I hope you had a happy new year. And I hope that you have more fun each day. Or at the very least, I hope you work towards it. The Turning Cartwheels Podcast is produced by Vorpal Aero Studios and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. For this episode's show notes or to hear more, you can visit cartwheelspodcast.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash cartwheels podcast. I'm thinking in particularly of a time where we were just uh like dancing in our chairs and uh we were just having fun for the sake of having fun. Uh-huh. And apparently someone appreciated it so much that they had to buy us a drink.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was the <laughs> fireball shots. That's the first time I ever had fireball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but someone actually appreciated your fun or yeah. our fun. So much, so much they're like
0: you guys need drinks. <laughs>
1: it's yeah, like yeah. Oh,
0: clearly we don't. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs>